the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Welcome to Wine Women Radio, where we discuss what we're drinking and what's happening in the wine industry. Pour yourself a glass and enjoy the show. Hello, everybody. It's Wine Women Radio. I'm Marcia Meekumber. And I'm Lisa Adams-Walter. Oh, we're here. Here we are. I know, we about to do a fist pump. Fist pump, here. Fist pump. We are actually at Panel Wines um, here in Sonoma, our fantastic, wonderful host location for recording the podcast. Um, We get to use their private tasting room in the back, in the loft, as it is known, Beautiful space where uh, winemakers, private parties can take place, personal tastings, whatever it is. Um, they have this great space, but also during the day open to the public uh, Wednesdays through Saturdays in particular. Wednesday through Friday, I think it's about 2 to 9. I should probably look. Yes. Wednesday Wednesday through Fridays, 2 to 9 o'clock. Saturday, noon to 9 p.m., open for public tastings wines by the glass beer on tap espresso available at the espresso bar as well beautiful nibbles everything from like little mini um uh what do you call it grilled cheese sandwiches thank you really tough word to say right i know comfort food they're into comfort food they have a lot of great things um but also they do little platters with cheese and charcuterie um, olives, you know, all the kinds of great fun things that will go with your wines, whether or not they are still wines or bubbly wines, which is fun. They have a shop, as you've noted. It's I cute, isn't it? I love the wine shop. Yeah. It's just, I love it because there are wines from all over in there. It's not yeah. focused on one region. It's a really interesting right. selection. Right. That you, anytime you stop in there, there's going to be something new to try right. and discover and share. And a, be, and a wide price range, depending upon what you want. Um, local to New Zealand, to South America, um, choices there. And they're ready to go if you need like a quick hosting purchase, if that's it. So they have the gift bags, they have the gift cards, um, the whole thing. So you can go sailing right out the door if you're on way to somebody's party and you want to be prepared. So the other neat thing about this site is they do a lot of themed nights, mm-hmm. you know, different, you know, based on the season right. or the holiday or just, you know, like a game night right. or, you know, just, it's a really great place specials. to hang out and socialize. Yeah, yeah. They do special winemaker pouring nights or themes. They've got one in December. That's like a, um, Frank Sinatra and sparkling wines. I'm not sure what all the details mm-hmm. were, but you know, who, who doesn't want to celebrate with a little Frank Sinatra playing with a glass of bubbly? So, Sounds huge choices. Good to me. And me a in. wine club. They have a wine club, too. Oh. Yeah. So, it's kind of fun. So, anyway. Nice. Uh, find them at panelwines.com. Find them on the street at 535 West Napa Street in Sonoma. You can also call them 707-938-7152, which just makes it kind of fun. And... Uh, you had a look on your face like you were going to say something. <laughs> I'm not sure. I was kind of waiting and, for you to say ah, something. There you go. The, I, the I clash was, of thoughts. Well, I was just going to I add, know. you know, you were talking about the space they were in and my description for it is sort of rustically elegant. It'd be nice yeah. for like a team building meeting for a small oh, yes. group or oh, yeah. you know, if you need to get away mm-hmm. from the office yeah. to do something fun or you know like you could have a, a right. private you know right. celebration here of some sort yes. for a small group and they have cute little what i would dis- describe as like little date sized tables you know out front as well as out on the p- front patio so if you want to bring a date or with the little or, candles or, your, or the fire or your pit. dog or you your, dog. your dog outside the dog the dog <laughs> has to kind of stay outside but um <laughs> But for outside, than that, yeah, yeah. For outside, so definitely, that's, a, that's okay. They have a nice water bowl for them. They're they're welcome to come by. So we want people to <laughs> come and enjoy panel wines because they're generous yeah. to us and yeah, and to their guests them. as well, and very knowledgeable and offer a huge number of wines that are always changing on their happy hour menu, their regular menu in the shop. So everything from by the glass to by the bottle, and for your purchases, um, great deal. I think when we're finished, I'm heading down there to there you go. Check pick it something out. Yeah, pick something, pick something up. up to take home. So before we finish, we have to start 
with our guest today, Katie Wilson. Hello, Katie. (laughs) Hi. Thank you for being here and coming to visit with us. Thank you so much for having me. It's great to have you here. Katie Wilson, owner of Vintner Winemaker, La Rue Wines. You're also a consulting winemaker for a lot of different places. Tell our listeners where, besides your own label, which we're really going to focus on today, just so they know where else you consult and make wine. So here in Sonoma, I work as a winemaker for Annaba Wines. Mm -hmm. I also work with uh, Reeve Wines, Claypool Cellars, and Smith Story Wine Cellars. It's all. It's a lot. It's a lot. And we had Allison Smith Story on the show. She's um, amazing. She's amazing. (laughs) She was on the show several weeks ago. And one of the things I loved about what she said was that um, she and Eric, um, when they decided to plunge in to their own label, you know, said, okay, well, what are the kinds of things that we like? What are the styles we like? What are the varieties that we like? And then how do we find somebody to make those wines for us the way we like the, you know, the style we like. And this is a great thing that you offer your clients is you, you hear them in the styles that they're looking at. Cause boy, Allison was like, this is the style that Eric and I love. And that's what Katie made for us. Yeah. And I think it's not that, I think it's nice to not make the exact same wine for everybody. So every wine that I make is a little bit different and it's still within the breadth of my style, but it's um, Mm -hmm. a little bit curated to the person I'm making the wine for. So you're kind of interpreting not only the vineyard, which is most important, but also what the style of the, 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 winery owners is looking at for so it's great lots of fun to do that and now we're lucky because now we are on beyond fire season which was pretty high this season we had i think somewhere around seventy-eight thousand acres have probably burned by now with the kincaid fire that is to the north and east of us um meaning north north and east of healdsburg and windsor and cloverdale um mainly in um wilderness area undeveloped area very rural area so it's not threatening um anymore it is not threatening residential neighborhoods sonoma is open please come visit buy wine buy wine if you can't come buy the wine if you can come buy the wine (laughs) buy your sonoma wine yeah Yeah, and support all the businesses around sonoma in in addition to the wine industry because so many people lost a lot of business with the power outages and evacuations and 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 so briefly katie we want to ask you were you evacuated were you without power yourself so i i was not evacuated out where i live Mm -hmm. um we were evacuated out of the um grand crew custom Mm -hmm. crush where we make smith story Luckily, I was done picking when the mm-hmm. fire started, but uh, we did have wine and tank, and mm-hmm. uh, they were uh, very well prepared at Grand Cru. They're so organized there. They had a, a generator that was able to run for a few days without without wow. anybody being there, and so we were able to chill our wines down, stop the fermentation, and basically part. hold them for a week, uh, okay. which was crazy wow. and very stressful, but okay. we're so lucky that the wines came out great. Okay. And everything was fine. I'm. It's like in the moment you're worried about it, but you're also like, oh, I'm being so silly in a way of like worrying about this when people are worried about their homes and there you were know, homes their lives. Yeah, I think there yeah. were a couple yeah. hundred homes that yeah. were burned. Homes so, and a couple wineries. And a couple too. wineries. Yeah. Soda Rock a Winery. Um, what's the other one I'm thinking Fieldstone. of? Thank you, Fieldstone. Yeah. Was the one I was trying to remember. Yeah, it was really sad. So, but I do understand um, that the owners of Soda Rock actually were pouring wine out of the the barn that did not burn um, that very weekend. Once, as soon as wow. the all clear Talk came about in. resilient, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, there you go. It's something else. So amazing stuff. So one of the things that intrigued me, Katie, when I first learned about you, first of all, there was a wonderful story. Um, by Jill Barth mm-hmm. in Forbes magazine and uh, online, A Day in the Life of a Consulting Winemaker, that, Katie Wilson. Mm-hmm. Great. I urge everyone listening to um, go do a little, a quick little um, Google search uh, and um, take a look at the article because you got a great little story in there about uh, what's it like. And it captures the helter skelter create organized chaos yes. i guess is what you want to call <laughs> the organized chaos of harvest season when you are juggling not only your own label la rue wines um but what you have to do for all the wineries that you consult for 
and do that. And it starts with your crack of dawn day, which starts literally before dawn, before six in the morning. And you're going up till past nine o'clock at night. And then, you know, this repeats many days in a row, but the article's only on the one day. Yeah, (laughs) I know. I tried to try to think about like a a good, a good picture of a day like that. I'm doing a lot of different things, which is every day I do something different, but uh, but yeah, it is, it is very busy, um, but it's also a very exciting time. It's my favorite time of year, even though it is so crazy, but it's, it's, it, it's where know, everything happens. If you're going to be a winemaker, <laughs> harvest time of year has to be your favorite time yeah. of year. Yeah, you Otherwise, to, you'll never survive. <laughs> you, have to be, you have to kind of, I think, live off of that energy and that excitement mm-hmm. and probably the excitement of your colleagues and other people doing, you know, the same thing you're doing. So. Yeah. Um, so what was it like this year? It was, it was as busy as, as ever uh, but it is definitely uh, a little with the fire happening at the end it was a little bit traumatic reminiscent of 2017 Um, but it uh, definitely was a busy busy crazy year and we had um, uh, really good quality overall Mm -hmm. we had good growing season yeah yeah. cool nights hot days the way you want them and in some areas we had very low yields out on the coast um, but in other areas we had average yields Uh, but the quality overall was very good so good fantastic to hear that so that's that's a great way that's a great way to kick things off and we have in front of us a little La Rouge Chardonnay (laughs) now folks are going to go LaRue is not Katie's name. So we need to back back up a little bit here and talk about Viona LaRue Newell. Yes. Who's Viona LaRue Newell and how does her name get on your wines? Uh, so, tell the story. Yeah, I will. <laughs> so, She's excited to tell it. Yeah, I can tell. I know. She's, she was an amazing woman. My great-grandmother was named Viona LaRue Newell. Uh, she lived to be 98 years old. She knew I was naming the wine after her. She never got to try the wine, but she um, she didn't know it was being named after her. Aww. And she was someone, I was very close with her. I, she was someone who always told me I could do whatever I wanted in life and not to let anybody tell you that you can't, can't accomplish it. Excuse me, can't accomplish anything. Mm-hmm. She's just an amazing person. Go and grandma. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she lived through the Great Depression with four small children and worked full time and she just amazing made it happen. Amazing woman, amazing woman. <laughs> I understand she was a little hesitant about her middle name yes. being used. What's the, what's the her, background yeah, on Her that? and I always had a, a somewhat joking relationship and she... Um, she didn't really like the name LaRue. She never liked it. <laughs> and so it's a family name, but it was her middle name. Well, and I think so, it's a lovely yes. name. It's and a so name. It was kind of a funny thing when I named yeah, it. She's cheers. like, well. Here's to Fiona. <laughs> cheers. And LaRue. Yes. Uh, yeah, she, was, she said, well, when I told her I was naming it LaRue, she's like, well, I can't say you picked the best name in the world, but it'll do. <laughs> <laughs> That's Too funny. Too cute. Well, I think Too it's fun. a great name. It's beautiful, um, so and I love where, this. Did, did you grow up near her? And uh, they actually lived in Iowa, and I okay. was born in California, and lived. I've lived in California my whole life. My uh, parents live about two hours from here on a walnut orchard, so I grew up in farming, mm-hmm. but not in wine. Um, but you knew what yeah. you wanted to do early on. Yeah. I mean, it's rare um, for a lot of people to know before they're out of their teens. Yeah what their path is now how did you go from i know you you, you kind of did this in college but walnut orchards to wine what what was was there the a moment that yeah. went this is it this is my path talk yeah, about that so i so i grew up in farming i grew up um pruning planting trees driving tractor uh, I have two sisters and my dad is definitely the kind of guy who would look at him and you'd be like, oh yeah, he should definitely have boys. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he like, didn't, he's like, I'm going to treat you guys all like you, like if you were boys, mm-hmm. we actually had nicknames for all of us. My name was Jack. Oh, that's great. <laughs> my, younger, my older sister's Wayne and my younger sister's Randy. So. Oh, oh <laughs> so my goodness. Funny. But he taught me how to weld when I was 12. I've been driving tractors since I was around 10. Um, I've been driving quads since I was five. And he just said, you could do anything any guy can do. Don't let anybody tell you Bravo. that otherwise. Yeah. All right. Here's yeah. another one. <laughs> here's to dad. Yeah. I have to say, I tried welding in college yeah. and it was absolutely it's terrible. It's hard. I tried. <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to do well. Yeah. 
Um, so, so I grew up um, knowing I wanted to work in agriculture. I really was inspired by being working on the orchard and how interesting it is that you really get to know the land that you're farming. And one, even a, even the same way that grapes have different areas and and um, parts of mm-hmm. the vineyard that perform right. differently or are better for right. different varieties or or whatever, but the, the orchards are the same. I mean, it's that way for any crop. So there's was areas of the orchard that were weaker and needed more, um, needed more, more nutrients or nutrients and, mm-hmm. and, and some that performed without mm-hmm. any nutrients. So, um, I went to Cal Poly in San yes, Luis Obispo. Get, right. You got your BS yeah, there. Yeah, Woo-hoo! Yeah. Uh, BS so in I, wine, viticulture, and agricultural yes. business. So Good for you. With, a great school yeah, for agriculture. Yeah. I graduated with two degrees in four years, which is awesome. Yeah. A bit crazy, but it I learned, is. Because you, right? you didn't sleep, and then yeah. you went into a business in which you also don't get any sleep. So, so true. <laughs> but I started with ag business as my major, and my freshman year in ag business 101, they were just talking about different areas of agriculture. They started talking about wine, and I was just like, that's it. I know what I want to do. Oh, wow. I actually cool. hadn't tasted a ton of wine at oh, that wow. point in my life, but I knew that I wanted that I wanted to work in agriculture, and that's what first uh-huh. and foremost wine is agriculture. And but wine also has so much more to it. There's chemistry, and there's a lot of creativity, and every single bottle is alive, and different from the next one so for me it was just so inspiring versus Uh growing walnuts is nice too but you can they disappear after like you just (laughs) strip them off and you don't know where they go that's that's (laughs) true that's true absolutely so i started doing a double major so i have a degree in wine and viticulture as well as ag business and then i um started working in a vineyard uh my very the first summer after my freshman year at cal poly so I did a that was your video. little summer internship. Yeah. yeah. Was that on Exciting. the central coast or was that no, around No, it was here? in the Central Valley where oh, I grew okay. up. So Ooh, nice. 100 degree days, oh, 10 hours man. a day, six days a week. Yeah, oh, it was really, wow. really. Things only yeah. youth can really <laughs> do all yeah. that stuff. And you still loved cool. it. You yes, still fell in love with it. Wow. Fun stuff. Yes. Well, you were used to the climate if you grew up there. Yeah. So it's yeah, just yeah, a different crop, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so let's skip ahead a little bit yeah. for the moment. Let's talk about this Chardonnay. Wow, this is really creamy. Mm-hmm. Um, I get a lot of lemon flavors, but also some green apple. Tropical fruit. Yes, tropical sure. fruit. Mm-hmm. Mm, Beautiful. Heavenly. Yeah, so I this, love it. This vineyard uh, is called H. Klopp Vineyard. So um, Ted Klopp and his daughter Lauren uh, Klopp-Williams are the farmers and they own the vineyard mm-hmm. and I worked with the, with them on planting this vineyard so we planted it in 2014 Wasn't that fun? yes this nice. awesome experience and we picked the clones together and this is actually the first harvest off of this vineyard, so 2017. This, oh, wow. This is yeah. treat. So for you, this is pretty much as close to a state as you get because yes. if you got to participate in choosing everything that would grow from the clones on up Mm-hmm. Literally, that's that's a heavy level yeah. of control over the entire process and what you wanted. Yes, it was exciting amazing. for and you. There's such great people to work with. So wow. Ted has been a farmer in the in the industry for quite some time. He uh, planted the Klopp Ranch Vineyard, mm-hmm. which is another vineyard that they own. Um, and then he planted Thorn Ridge, which is a vineyard I work with as well. And then um, this is their third vineyard, nice. the H Klopp Vineyard. What a lot yeah. of fun to be able to to sample all this out and yeah. um, the you know the the cl- the climate conditions out there on the coast, lots of fog, lots mm-hmm. of wind. It's rugged out there. Rugged, cool. Not to mention, it's a hell of a long drive. Yeah. <laughs> right. There is. There aren't many. We're not out at there the coast here in downtown to. Sonoma. Yeah, no, definitely not. It's, it, it's a bit of a, a climate and a completely different climate condition yes. out there to contend with but perfect ground for chardonnay for pinot noir which we're going to talk a little bit about in a bit so um exciting to get to to try this and everything so how many cases 
of this Chardonnay did La Rue make? There are just 50 cases. <gasps> it's so tiny really production. exclusive. Oh. <laughs> to your club members, no yes, doubt. Yes. So, so let's let's talk a little bit about the club. Yes. Yeah, so what are the different clubs offered? So I have a Pinot Noir only or Pinot and Chardonnay, and mm-hmm. it's uh, three, six, or 12 bottles per shipment uh, twice per year. Okay. So, yeah. All right. So in fall, around when new releases come out, mm-hmm. Um, in and around harvest season and that whole thing. And then uh, spring, there's always another round of new releases coming out at that time as well. So perfect timing for all of that. Exciting stuff. Lisa, you look like you had something you were throwing in there. Yeah, well, I I was kind of, you went to the club, but I I wanted to kind of go back to Sonoma Coast. And since you're making wine and consulting for all of these, Mm -hmm. for many different vineyards, I mean, what is it about and for your own brand that drew you to Sonoma Coast? Yeah, I think for me, it's the the exact style that I really love. It's such a special little pocket of of the Sonoma Mm -hmm. County or of the California coast, really. Um, and it just, the soils and the climate and the fog, um, it just lends itself so easily to making the style of really beautiful aromatics and almost ethereal qualities to both the Pinot Noir and Chardonnay, um, with also having good texture. It's not a flimsy wine by Mm -mm. any means. Mm -mm. Um, so it's just such a special little, little area. And after working with vineyards all over Sonoma County and, Anderson Valley and other parts of Mendocino County and and such. I just it's my favorite spot for Larue and it's what scary. um and what I'm uh, attempting to do. Mm-hmm. It's very with my style. Yeah. So Marsha, how can someone join your club? Is there so is there so uh, on the on my website LaRueWines.com and that's L A R U E. Yes. Yep. French spelling, yeah, folks. Yes. <laughs> and yeah, there's a, a place to sign up for the wine club there. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Easy way to do that. So I wanted to just comment on some of the tasting notes here. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm getting what I would consider some typical flavor profile for the Sonoma Coast, meaning strong acidity. Mm -hmm. It's great there, but also still very elegant, um, bright notes, the tropical fruit notes there. Um, Citrus. Yes. uh, uh, And also things like, you know, creme brulee. Mm-hmm. Uh, are here uh what kind of uh an oak protocol is there on this or is there an oak protocol yeah. on this particular chardonnay yeah so i for my chardonnay especially with such a small production i um use once used mm-hmm. oak fr- french oak barrels so they That's pretty neutral yeah, so it's not a brand new oak where you're mm-hmm. overpowering the oak the oak is not overpowering the wine it's just enough to yeah. kind of lift up the wine, give it a little bit of texture. And I age this for 17 months in barrel, which is quite a long time for Chardonnay. But yep. for me, I really feel like uh, it really integrates the the subtle oak along with the texture mm-hmm. from the leaves. So I actually leave this on original leaves for uh, about 15 out of those 17 months. Yes. So it really builds a lot of mid-palate texture. Mm. It's just It's just so lovely. And it... And it opens beautifully in the mid-mouth uh, and, and then just kind of keeps going and going. You can kind of feel the coat all the way back. I don't know. Somehow I get the visuals of the Sonoma Coast. And for listeners who may not know, it's pretty rugged on the Sonoma yes. Coast. Yeah. Um, this is not... Um, people oftentimes see like san- the sandy beaches of San Francisco and think it's that way all along. Or they're used to seeing the sandy beaches of L.A., it is not Sonoma Coast at all. No. It's rugged cliffs. It's waves crashing against those cliffs. Cool climate. Yes, yeah. with all the fog blowing off over, and oftentimes that fog is blowing over. It kills forest winds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's very stressful for the vines, the conditions they're growing under. Yeah, they have to try hard. They have to try hard. They generally produce very small berries. You mm-hmm. wanna you wanna talk a little bit about what you see as you. Yeah, to we, harvest. Yeah, we definitely have many years where we have very light crops because of the weather during flowering, especially mm-hmm. because if the fog comes in while we're in bloom, uh, we tend to have shatter. So you, you end up having less yeah. berries that actually set into berries. Right. Um, and and it, we oftentimes, yeah, we'll ju- the weather just really plays a big impact on our on our yields. Yeah. Um, we also tend to drop a lot of fruit because of sometimes with the fog coming in, it will make our us have a little bit of unevenness. 
if the flowering takes mm -hmm. four weeks, then you're going to have some clusters that are ripe and some that are not. So you have to drop mm -hmm. uh, fruit during veraison. So for a lot of those reasons, we tend to have a lot of vintages where we have low yields, but the quality is very good. It has such good concentration and that fog that comes in just brings such a, a interesting layers of flavor. It and, sure does. Yeah. It sure does. This is just beautiful. So what a, what a fun wine and what fun for you, Katie, because you're going to get to see how this vineyard develops over this. Yes. This is like take a yeah. child. You're, yeah. you're literally <laughs> taking a child um, from infancy through its maturity here since you helped plant I this know, vineyard. So exciting. What a cool, cool project. But doesn't, that doesn't yeah. happen for a lot of I know it's, it's very exciting. And, and like I said, Ted and Lauren are the, amazing to work with. And they actually built, uh, just recently remodeled the house that's on this vineyard. And it's uh, they're renting it on Airbnb. So there's a link on my wow. website if you oh, want to stay go, at folks. the H. Klopp Vineyard. Oh, that yeah. sounds at, cool. Remember, just cute, go to laruwines.com yeah. and you can find the links there, which is a really great way to go. And man, for a great getaway. Yes. What a way to it's go. It's so, so cozy and like being right in the middle of the vineyard. Right. And we all keep saying, remember folks, even though we've had a bunch of fires, we are open yes. for business. Yes. Open, 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 open. Yep. Blue skies. <laughs> we want you to come visit. Days. And the ocean is going to be beautiful since you would be out very close to yeah. the ocean. Yeah, so not, if, too, not too far. If you're yeah. coming, if you're coming from the middle of the yeah. country or someplace else, really, this yeah. is going to be a, a killer opportunity. So, um, Katie, the other thing about this, how many, how many vintages are you in with the Clop Vineyard on the Chardonnay? So the, this vintage, this 2017 is the very first vintage, right. but we planted it in 2014. You yeah. planted it in 2014. Yeah. And for listeners who don't realize, La Rue Wines has been around for, you're on your 10th Ten anniversary years. this yes. year. So congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I started in 2009. Yeah. So exciting. So exciting. Yeah. We just did a huge party in August. Um, we, I poured every wine I've ever made out of Magnums. So nice. it was amazing. Fun. Yeah. Now, Magnums was... are kind of fun at bottling time. Yeah. Do, you, do they end up being hand filled? Yes. Because of the every number. Single, it's not a big number. Yeah, it's not a big number. And every single bottle of, Every single magnum of LaRue has been hand-filled by my dad. <laughs> I saw the yeah. That's why I asked, because I saw the picture of your dad filling yeah. the magnums, and I was yes. like, you know, I bet every year this happens, and yes. there aren't too many of them, because bottling lines aren't physically made. They're not manufactured to really handle anything. 750 milliliters is the standard. Some of them handle splits, which yeah. is half the size, 375. And we can do magnums on the line too, mm -hmm. um, but when you're doing a small amount of each wine, it the changeover is it doesn't too, make it sense. It doesn't work. Yeah. So yeah. we um, we actually gas and fill the gas the bottles mm -hmm. with argon right. to protect it from the oxygen yes. and fill them on the side of the right. of the truck as as a certain wine mm -hmm. is being filled and then. At the end, we'll actually put the cork capsule and label on inside the truck. Right. So it, cool. it kind of works out, but <laughs> very fun. Well, that that does completely make sense yeah. to me. And um, and Katie's got some uh, footage of bottling, so you can see a little bit of what that's like with the seventy yeah. seven fifty milliliters, as well. So uh, if you have never seen that, it's a very mechanized process. Yeah. Um, but it's also because it's so mechanized, it has to be watched like hawk yes. because things can go awry relatively quickly. They haven't with your things, no. Katie. But <laughs> uh, but that's why that's why you have so many people watching it. Yeah. So. so we have the the bottling truck always has three different people who are working for the bottling truck on it, and then I am there along with the staff of the winery plus about eight people yeah. doing loading glass and putting All kinds of fun everything in the bottle bottles into the boxes and everything so yeah it's yeah. a lot of it's a very important time <laughs> it is a very important time but it's just a lot of moving pieces yeah. in a, a very short amount of time and space yes hence all the people to yeah. help out with it the bottling so katie this is deal. the chardonnay here from h clop vineyard on the sonoma coast has been beautiful thank and you club members you can get it. All you got to do is sign up. But yep. now Katie's got another one that she's going to pour for us. Um, because, of course, as she said, she does a lot of Pinot Noir. As a matter of fact, you can, if you are like a Pinot Noir aficionado and this is like all you want to do is delve into it, you can join Katie's 
Pinot Noir only club at either her three, six or full case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twice a year options here. So this is beautiful. Oh, we got a toast. (laughs) We have another bar. Love this. What a what beautiful ruby color. It's ruby going on garnet. Yeah. It's not completely ruby. It's gorgeous. Tell us about this, Katie. So I've been working with this vineyard since I started in 2009. This is called the Rice Spivak Vineyard. So it's named after Russell Rice and Helene Spivak. And they live on the property, but they don't um, make wine themselves. Mm-hmm. So I've been very they fortunate. They grow it. Yes, yes. they grow the, grow the grapes, which is very important. So they're very lovely people. Um, I love hanging mm-hmm. out with them. And it's such a great relationship to have. And not it's not just like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm just going to buy your grapes. It's right. a, you. It's nice to be able so to spend time with people and actually right. be so friends. They're, they're, <laughs> they're just a little bit south of Sebastopol. Yes. So from the first wine, which was Sonoma Coast, we mm-hmm. have moved inland mm-hmm. a bit to Sebastopol, but not completely east to the 101 corridor or anything like that. So... Tell us, how did how did you meet them? How did you connect? Uh, so I very first met them when I was working at Flowers Winery out mm-hmm. on the Sonoma Coast. And um, and when I was starting LaRue, um, I was able to be uh, put in touch with them uh, through uh, Ross Cobb, who I was working with mm-hmm. out at Flowers as well. And uh, since then, we've, we've, we now share this vineyard. So um, this is a... I made just about 150 cases of this wine. So, yeah. so it's just a, it's just small, a production small production. Wine. And folks, you just don't know what you're missing. I mean, this is personal stuff. This is not good. You're not ever going to find this in any local grocery yeah. store or anything. You've really got to get it directly from Katie. Yes. And it's just great stuff. Mm, yummy. I'm loving it. I'm a huge Pinot fan, though, so... I might be biased. Yeah. <laughs> this is beautiful wine. Thank it's you. Really nice. Your your style, Katie, is actually extremely distinctive to me. Yeah. And, const- it's and constrained, sm- it's I think. Smooth it's very focused. And f- thank you. Focused yeah. is a strong word I would use to mm-hmm. associate with Katie's wines. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not um, you're not trying to do something so far out of the box that nobody's going to recognize it. You know, right. you're you're working within the, the the kind of the definition of TPC day, mm-hmm. you know, that um, Pinot Noir should taste like a Pinot Noir. <laughs> we probably all had experiences of each of these wines that, you know, doesn't even remotely yeah, come in with classic, that. Classic. You know, this is very I classic. Like. It's Thank very you. Very elegant. Mm. And I also think, like, I do embrace that we are in California and I'm not trying to make it into something that's not. Um, so there is a a lot of bright fruit in this wine. Right. There's a lot of red fruits, I think, of the Sonoma Coast particularly, uh, to me, is always like that bright cherry, strawberry. Being cherries, yeah. when I get yeah. right yeah. up mm-hmm. front with this um, Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. How long does this spend uh, on neutral oak? I'm guessing neutral oak. This is, uh, this is actually 33% new okay. oak, which is, I think for me, is a compliment that you would think <laughs> it's neutral because I, I think that oak shouldn't stand out. I right. think it should be very integrated. And I have some of my wines that I have just for Pinot Noir that's just two barrels. And so mm-hmm. it's 50% new oak right. because you have one new one and one older one. So, um, and to me, if, if you taste that and you don't think it's 50% new oak, that's great, you know, because you're, you should be using, for me, I think I should be using barrels that are going to lift the wine up versus yeah. overpower it. It just complements yeah. it. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't mask or interfere yeah. with the Pinot Noir flavors. It's married. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. Ooh <laughs> victory. Nice. Time for yeah. another toast. <laughs> it's a it's a good thing. So So it's a uh, twenty months in barrel mm-hmm. on on um on thirty three percent new oak. So there's just six barrels of this, so two new barrels out of six. And I I am treating each barrel so of that I have, I treat each one differently. So every describe what you mean by treat. So yeah. So um, if as I'm tasting throughout the year, I might decide that one barrel might be ready to rack. So mm-hmm. take, racking is just taking it off the uh, solids that settle out through throughout the year, and putting it into a different barrel. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're a bigger winery, you would take like all of the rice spivak clone one one five and put it into a tank and then put it all back down into barrels. But for me, I'm able to treat each right. barrel as its own sort of lot. Yes. Um, and so, so by the time it's, um, been in, in barrel for about 16 months or so, 
I have some barrels that have been racked once or twice, and I have some that have never been racked, that I pressed it, put it into barrel, and the only thing I've done since then is top it. And are um, you basing that on like barrel tasting, samples and yeah, tasting? So yeah. you're like, you, it's all like you. Yeah. Like so you. I'm tasting uh, uh, usually about once a month or maybe every six weeks or so and going through and tasting all of my barrels and making decisions about what mm-hmm. I want to do. And to me, I think that's so interesting because every barrel ends up being a little bit different. And so that's how I'm able to make this Rice Spivak single vineyard very distinctive from my Sonoma Coast blend, mm-hmm. which is just Rice Spivak and Thorn Ridge. So it's only... I have the two single vineyards and then I have a blend of the two, but they're all very different from each other when you taste them in a that. lineup. Yeah. So are you making, are you making wine from these same vineyards year after year yes. so you can compare? Yeah. yeah. So I've been working with Rice Spivak and Emmeline Ann uh, since the very beginning. And Emmeline is, uh, Emmeline Ann is out in Freestone and that's actually where I host all of my tastings. So we do a uh, vineyard tastings out there by appointment. Oh, nice. um, so folks, yeah. this is, 25 minutes out river road at least yeah. <laughs> from 101 it's a, yeah it's it's a, yeah, it's a long drive it's a yeah, gorgeous yeah. drive but if you're in sebastopol away. it's only like 15 minutes okay away. there you go <laughs> for the sebastopol locals we're yeah. addressing there yes. you go yeah so if you're if you're up in in healdsburg it's a little bit further but if you're if, if you're in sebastopol it's not too far out and and then it's a short drive to the coast right from the vineyard which i think is also pretty nice. cool to just kind of do a little stop off yeah and, you know, the other thing we haven't really touched on this is Katie is one of a very small group that we need to make a lot bigger, which is a woman winery owner in the business, Fintner, winemaker, the whole thing, producing her founder. own wines, their f- yeah. founder. So here, another toast. Yeah, we have to, we're going to keep doing the celebrations well, I, here going. I think she's, you know representative of the growing and upcoming generation and you've been doing this for 10 years under your own label so 10 year congratulations i know it's crazy it's crazy time flies one of the questions i wanted to ask you um only because we had i'm trying to remember who it was somebody else who had an agribusiness oh uh no i can't remember who it was off the top of my head but somebody else who had an agribusiness degree and i want to say emma swain but that doesn't seem right it was somebody else um did your agribusiness degree help you in understanding the economics of going into the winery the you know business ownership yourself in an agricultural business yeah it actually did so my uh, at cal poly everybody has to do a senior project and it could be anything you want um Actually, Jamba Juice was a Cal Poly senior senior project. No, <laughs> uh, wow. they they yeah. didn't graduate because you have to submit your <laughs> you have to submit your project to the library. Yeah, when you well, Bill, Bill Gates didn't graduate either. So, but anyway, moving right uh, along. <laughs> but so, for my senior project, I wrote a business plan to start a winery, mm-hmm. and that business plan is Larue, and oh, that's wow. so it's I did it. Dang, girl. <laughs> Wait, so this I is a Cowboy project. Yeah. So wow. my senior project was, was you knew yeah. you knew back then. Yeah. But it was a matter of when it could happen. And it's my it's not exactly what I had put in the the project, but I um basically when it when everything kind of fell into place to be able to start Larue, um and it was it was kind of crazy that it ha- I was 26 when I started Larue and I was had left flowers I was working at Cayman Wines here in Sonoma. Mm-hmm. Um, both beautiful you yeah. both offer beautiful yeah. wines yeah, uh definitely. well respected vineyards and wineries with stunning wines. Yeah. yeah. And so when I started working at Cayman Robert came and said to me, "Hey, if you want to make your own wine um in my winery, um, you can do that." I'm like, "Okay, cool. I'm 26. I'm probably not going to do that soon." And then at that point uh, was when Ross Cobb, who I mentioned earlier, came to me and said, hey, I have these vineyards that and he had also left flowers and he's like, I'd been sharing them with flowers and it just doesn't make sense to share with them anymore. I think you should think about starting your own wine and I'll share these vineyards with you. And I'm like, oh, well, that's pretty amazing. Um, and I was like, well, OK, I, I have a place to make the wine. I have the these vineyards that I already knew and already loved. And I was just like, I don't have any money. (laughs) (laughs) And you had a business plan. (laughs) And I had a business business plan. plan. Um, And so I spoke with a few people about investing and everybody I spoke with said they wanted 50 or 51%. And it was just, my plan was always to be small. I always wanted to be around 500 cases and it just didn't make any sense. And so 
Uh, at that point, I was about to give up and another winemaker uh, friend of mine came to me and said, hey, somebody had done something like this for me once. I'm going to do this for you. I'm going to loan you the money. You're going to pay me back when you can. And I'm going to give you some advice. And that's don't give up ownership in your in your winery. Oh, wow. So, that just gave me chills. Yeah. That's a great story. That's yeah. awesome. I, I hope to be able to do that someday. Oh, for, someone right. yeah, for someone else. Pay it yeah. forward. Yeah. So I, that you know it, it had crossed my mind as you started to tell the story and i didn't know all mm. the the backstory yeah. to it all because it often doesn't it doesn't this kind of backstory stuff doesn't come yeah. out on websites for good reasons yes. and everything but <laughs> we've talked most everybody has heard it takes you know a large fortune to make a small mm. fortune uh it, it, and to just to get things lifted off the ground is an, a, an enormous financial yeah. investment so I'm really excited to hear that somebody had their faith in you yeah. to say, I'm going to invest in you, but I'm not going to demand 51% yeah. and all that kind of stuff um, for you. Um, had you looked at um, the the financial aspect in terms of going for formal loans or VC investment and had, and that is that what you ran into was they all wanted their 51% or more and you were like, that's not the model that I wanted to do. What was your story? And, and yeah. do you feel like that was like the hindrance of people or, or tradi traditional business people won't invest in women the same way as men? What's your take on I this? I think so for me, I was um, speaking when I was the people I had spoken to about investing originally were it was just uh, like family friends and like people that I knew. Mm -hmm. um, and. I'd never even attempted to go through a traditional loan because I already knew it was going to be a no. I, my, my mom and mm -hmm. my sister are both CPAs and they're just like, I know. Oh, so they're, Nobody, num <laughs> they're, they're numbers people. Yeah, so yeah. they knew. Okay. Yeah. And, it, and wine, wine is a risky, it's not, it's not a, um, solid, right. um, risk-free, uh, venture. And, and I wasn't buying a property. I wasn't right. buying, um, right. You were I was just starting a brand and that mm -hmm. it is risky. Uh, but I didn't have the connections on that level for any venture capitalism or anything like that. Um, but I was very lucky to have the people around me that I did. And, um, I have since paid the person who loaned me money back and, oh, uh, so it's I, all yours. Uh, yes. And I, I've, I think, okay, cheers. I mean, this is big folks. I mean, this is not easy yeah. to do this stuff. So that is fantastic. Yeah. And on, not only have you, are you financially a hundred percent on your own feet, but you have this array of fans in your wine club who are, loyal followers, La Rue Pied Piper, yes. you know, people who just love the La Rue label and want to help and support you, which is a huge thing to have yeah, behind you. Yeah, we I have definitely members who've been with me from the beginning, which <gasps> is so awesome. And a, a lot of them do come to our different parties we do. And we every year we do a barbecue out at the M-Line Ann Vineyard that my dad comes and barbecues for everyone. And it's a fun, fun time. It's really a family affair. It is. It is. I put, all, I put my family so to work. Cool. <laughs> That's so cool. Be, a, b b barbecuing, <laughs> bottling, Accounting. whatever works. <laughs> yes. Well, you mentioned, you mentioned that yeah. your mom and your sister were CPAs. So they, yeah. so they know how the numbers work, which is really, yes. really awesome. And my younger sister is a photographer. So she designed oh my, my label and does Fantastic. all my photos on my website and such. So. Oh, well, they're, yeah. they're beautiful labels. Thank you. I, I think they're really nice. I think they're. And then they ca they capture the essence. I, I get a feel from the labels of the, uh, uh, to a certain degree, this, this, and this isn't true for every one of them because they're not all from the coast, but I get the mottled coloring mm -hmm. as kind of a coming through the fog, mm -hmm. which provides the, ever, the most important nourishment of water um, to the vines. Yeah. <laughs> so it makes me think yeah. of that. No, definitely like very um, elemental, earthy sort of feeling with them, with the labels. Very, really, very, very important very, to, very important to, to um, recognize that factor because without it, we wouldn't have our wines. Yes. So what would your dad be barbecuing to go with this Pinot Noir? Oh um, probably tri-tip or maybe sausage. There, he has a friend who owns, a, who makes, who has a, a farm and does 
um, different sausages and stuff mm-hmm. that he makes. And, so the sausages you know. came to mind. Be- yeah. So did kebabs. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, kebab sticks good. on the grill would mm-hmm. be fantastic. Um, I can also see a ver- an array of different dishes of salmon on the grill. Mm, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dark. Yummy. Yummy. Dark. Grilled <gasps> duck. And let's not forget, um, this should be airing right in and around uh, Thanksgiving time, you know, close to that. Uh, you could totally enjoy La Rue wines throughout your Thanksgiving yes. meal. Absolutely. So, um, that whether or not that is just Pinot Noir or the Chardonnay that Katie brought to share with us, it could go either direction. Both, I think. Uh, or both. Yeah. If you really want to go, go whole hog I think La three, Rue. I think, can you do, yeah. you can do three of each, right? Mm. Yeah. Do your, <laughs> <laughs> join the club and do three mm-hmm. of each. Why not? Exactly. And I can say with this, the Pinot Noir that we are drinking right now, um, everything from the turkey with gravy mm-hmm. to uh, sweet potatoes is an easy one. Oh, I can, uh, a little pumpkin pie, but even mm-hmm. ap- the apple pie for those who, I, you know, sometimes I lean towards the apple pie. My mom wouldn't like to hear that because she does this killer diller um, chiffon pumpkin pie <laughs> but i also lean a lot towards apple pie at you can have uh, thanksgiving yeah. I, I know why not it's thanksgiving definitely you can why have, not? have a little bit of everything at thanksgiving i was gonna yeah. say something with wild mushrooms i like to yes. do like wild yeah. mushroom stuffing cool. like yeah. this would be great with wild mushroom yeah. sort of definitely and, with mushrooms yeah, or oh, wild mushroom risotto yeah. is a lot of favorites. stuffing dishes mm-hmm. this pinot noir would go beautifully with uh all of that mm-hmm. what yummy stuff I know. This is horrible that we have to taste these beautiful wines. It's terrible that we have to taste (laughs) these wines, and those who are listening can only just salivate. (laughs) Or they can get online. They can go online and make their orders. (laughs) You know, so Katie, one of the things we like to talk about on this show, since we are wine women, Mm -hmm. um, is going through their careers. You were lucky because you knew fairly early on in your career at Cal Poly, Bam, I'm going into the wine industry right. and I'm going to make this and I'm going to have my own winery one day, all of which has come true. Uh, undoubtedly, there have been some hiccups down the road for you. Uh, I want to know, first of all, um, what advice would you give your younger self? If you were talking to your younger self in your Cal Poly days, yeah. um, now, what would you what would you say to young Katie about your career choices and mm-hmm. you know those types of things? Yeah, um, I'd probably say listen to your dad more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your dad's gonna love that when he listens to this. Uh, yeah, it, I think that just having the confidence and like really believing in yourself because uh, you you do to a certain extent, but then you always have these doubts, and especially um, you know the element of being a woman in this industry, it is hard, and mm-hmm. it is. Um, I was lucky to be able to have the back, the mechanical background. Mm-hmm. So driving tractors and forklifts and all of that right. really does help right. when you're starting out in the winery. There are yeah. certain mm-hmm. people who think a oh, women aren't strong yeah. enough, quote unquote, to do this, yeah. which you have dispelled that yeah. rumor. Okay, and, but it good. still happens. You walk into a cellar and the assumption is you don't know what you're, the, the people around you assume you don't know what you're doing and that's, it even happens to me now. Did you get little eye, eyebrows <laughs> no, raised just when like, you oh, ask whatever. for a specific they'll, they'll figure it out. <laughs> something or rather. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But um, but yeah, I think it is just, just my, my advice to myself mainly would be just like really be more confident. And um, even though I know everybody around me is like, you are so confident, but a lot of where, it. You so like where, did you, where did you build that confidence? So for those yeah. who, are, who are struggling with that yeah. issue, where do you build your confidence? I think it's a lot of the people around you just really saying, telling you you could do something. And then for your internal confidence, it's mm-hmm. just like keep working at something and, and get it right. Okay. And then believe that you're doing it right. You know, okay. just keep, keep trying. Did yeah. you ever have anybody along the road who didn't have that same kind of faith in you and you just had to tell yourself, I'm going to ignore Oh yeah. So and so. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, so, you had, I when I was starting Larue, I had several people being like, "You're never going to be able to sell that." Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> they're like, "You're you're 26 you and you're talking about them? selling a $60 Pinot Noir." But it's, it, I think you just can't. You can't. You have I to think take those very, people out I think it's very ballsy yeah. of yeah. people to stomp on somebody else's dream. Yeah. Oh, it's it's rude and yeah. it's yeah. sensitive. <laughs> and mean. Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. I'm glad you didn't listen. So youngsters, yeah, so you have to just like listen to your own voice yeah. and ignore you can do ignore it. the the naysayers. I mean, so yeah. what if it didn't work? Then yeah. you go do something else. But someone shouldn't tell you not to do it, right? And yeah. it's but we have Beautiful. we have Lisa. You and I know we've heard this from other women yeah. on the show that people have attempted to to stomp on their dreams. Right. right. Thankfully, they've all ignored them. Right. And I was, with that in mind, is, is it, were there any winemakers in particular that really inspired you or, mm-hmm. you know, that you look up to, whether you worked with them or not, you know, that have kind of helped you as you've forged your own path? Yeah, I, I think everywhere I've worked over the years, I've taken inspiration and, and there's been people all along the way. Um, I would say one off the top of my head is Ashley Hepworth at Joseph Phelps, who's still there and she's amazing and was always really encouraging to me as well. Um, when I was there, I was one or two out of like 15 of us interns were women and um, it's it, it, it does make it hard. So mm-hmm. she was always really supportive and um, she's amazing. <laughs> All good things. Cool. Absolutely the best thing to hear. Yeah. So Katie, we're just about out of time. What are the, what's the last message you want to leave with our listeners? Besides, <laughs> yes, go to La Rue Wines <laughs> online to sign up for her club and all the, but you got the three different clubs, three, six bottle yes. or 12, yeah. 12 bottle clubs twice yeah. a year. Besides come that, vis- come what, visit us. Out what at, else yeah. do you want to leave with our listeners? That's a, that's a, Tough question. Oh. <laughs> stump the van. Yeah. Well, we don't need to stump the van or put yeah, you no. on, you know. Ooh, you know, we don't want to make a freak you out or anything. Saying, so. Thank you for listening. And yeah, there you yeah, go. There's a, there's a pretty good County. answer right there. <laughs> Sonoma, Sonoma. Sonoma. Yeah, Sonoma Wines. La Rue Wines is one of the the great Sonoma and County go, wines you can all try out. And go Mustangs. Yes. Go, Mustangs. <laughs> go Cal Poly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cal Poly, a great school for learning about viticulture and winemaking. Yes, it- so a lot of good people from there. Lisa, any messages you want to leave with our listeners? No, just I just want to reinforce what I've been kind of weaving in throughout that California wine country needs support. You know, it after does. all of the the disasters we've had not just with oh this most goodness. recent fire over the past several years and we're open and the you know it's beautiful Buy it's Sonoma the best wine. time if you can't visit order order from Sonoma yeah. order from Napa there are a lot of regions that have really been hit hard with power outages and yes. everything else so right. um, we need you we're, we're here waiting for you so you come go. see us the restaurants need you the local cheesemakers need yes. you. The winemakers need you. The local chefs. The cheesemakers. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. The winemakers, yeah. the chefs, everybody. Exactly. So come see And if us. you want to know more, you can find Lisa at Adams, adamswalter.com Adams mm-hmm. with um, Lisa's PR firm. Uh, you can find me at cornucopiacreations.com. You can find more information about this show at winewomen.net. Um, we've actually been here um, recording the show while the Wine Women Annual Conference is going on at Buena Vista Winery. So um, a lot of ladies have been having a really good time learning about new things in the wine industry and new skills to take away in their career over at the Wine Women Conference, which has been a, a kind of cool thing to do today. And listeners, most of all, we want to thank you for tuning in today. We appreciate your patronage uh, to learn about La Rue Wines yeah. and Kitty Wilson Thank you, Kitty. today. Thank really you. Great Thank you so much thing. for having me. What a delight to meet yeah. you. It's been Thanks. a lot of fun. And listeners, we're going to be back next week with another show. So don't miss out and be sure to subscribe. And we would love your comments on the individual shows. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Radio Misfits or Stitcher or pick whichever network is your favorite for your podcast, we would love for you to comment on the show and tell us what you think. As you know, the comments help propel us in our uh, search engine optimization and raising us up in the ratings. So we'd love and that. increase our listenership. Increasing our listenership. So share us, share the show with a listener who you know who would love La Rue Wines and Wine Women. I appreciate hearing from you. Have a great week, everybody. Thanks.